Welcome to Pain Makes Millions, the podcast. This is your host, Javon Austin, a.k.a. Jano Cole, a.k.a. Growing Pains, a.k.a. Jay. Uh, I have so many aliases, I, I wouldn't know what to tell you to call me, but you may know me from a different <laughs> different name. But this is my podcast titled Pain Makes Millions, and before I, before I dive deep into it, I just want to say, Shout out to the lady in my leasing office that actually gave me the inspiration to start this podcast. Um, me and her have had like several talks just about like life and things of that nature, black women. And I just, I don't know if she sees something in me or if she just enjoys the idea of the conversations that we have and the dialect behind. You know, some, sometimes you can just tell I'm a lot about a person, about how they communicate. So I just want to say shout out to her because, you know, once I get my first million, I'm definitely going to throw some bread to her real quick. But welcome to Pain Makes Me as a podcast where we will, we will dive deep into different, very different topics. But um, what I would like to focus on for the, for most of the episodes would be, you know, what is it that you have faced? How do you embrace what you're facing? And then also, how do you see yourself at the end of the road? And then also, I want to give game on financial, you know, stability, uh, maybe one gym, you know, from a person or even me giving a gym. So um, that is my goal with this podcast is just to basically embrace, you know, whatever it is that you're going through or whatever you're willing to share. Um, so this episode is titled Welcome, where I will be just, you know, welcoming you and welcoming you into my presence and giving you an idea of who I am. And I'm, I'm obviously going to share some things with you that you may or may not know. Um, so. Again, my name is Javon Austin, a.k.a. Jay. I might say Jay a lot, but I'm finna dive into it. So here we go. So, yeah, so basically um, around, I would say 2017, when I graduated from college, I graduated from uh, Kennesaw State. Shout out to the Owls, by the way. You know, went to the NCCA tournament this year. So um, I graduated from Kennesaw State. And, you know, a lot of people would tell you, you know, early on growing up, how you need a college degree or college is supposed to lead the way for you to do such and such and to excel in life. And while I do agree, um, but I also realize that certain degrees is what will make you or break you. Um, And then a lot of the time, I feel like it's really about who you know. Rather, it is what you do, because you can be the hardest worker in the world, in the world, and never be promoted to the position that you deserve to be at, and you will see somebody that works way less than you, but that might be the cousin's wife, daughter, and she might get the job before you do, just off the strength of that's who they know. See what I'm saying? So it's it's a real, you know, sticky situation. But I, I would also say that, you know, in my experience, I feel like 
um, college might have been the route for me, to be honest. Um, it definitely, you know, it definitely, uh, how would I say this? Opened my eyes to the real world. So I, I faced a lot um, in college. I actually went to three different colleges. I went to uh, Andrew College in Cuthbert, Georgia. That's like maybe 45 minutes from Albany. Very small school. 300, 400, 500 students at the time. Um, I'll give you a small rundown. So basically, I got a scholarship in the mail. Um, I really was pretty average in high school. Um, very smart student, just never really applied myself probably the way that I needed to at the time. Um, I would say I was a lazy, smart type of guy. So um, I started off there. Um, after my two years, two years there, I actually transferred to GPC, which is now known as Georgia State. Um, went there, got my uh, social work, associate's degree in social work, and then I transferred uh, to Kennesaw State and went there for two years and graduated from there uh, 2017 summer. So I did a lot of schooling and transferring and just happened to go with the flow of life. Um, it was a very difficult process. You know, I was in, I was in love at one point at that time. Uh, that love interest, we end up going to Kennesaw together and things like that. And, you know, obviously it ended and things like that. But, you know, it was definitely a process um, just going into that whole situation and, you know, uh, being broke. Like, they don't tell you how you're going to be broke in college or they don't tell you, like, them student loans may look good and them uh, refund checks hit at the time, but they don't tell you about them student loans after, the, you know, that college is over. So I feel like it was all so much of an eye-opener for me. And, you know, uh, being one of the, you know, few in my family that actually graduated from college, um, you know, I just, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and I'm not really the type of person that really goes asking for a lot of questions, to be honest. Uh, I wish I was. I wish I, you know, asked for more help at certain times, but, um, and that's, I don't know if that's pride, I don't know if that's ego, or if that's just really just who I am, because I, I feel like my parents uh, guided me in a way to, you know, I'm always figure it out at the end of the day, because um, when I was at my lowest, and, you know, when I was at my brokest, I, I found a way to make the most money, um, just off the strength of myself, so, and what I say about that is I, in 2018, 2019, I released my first poetry novel titled Growing Pains that actually was in the top 10 on Amazon um, poetry novel where I just basically embraced all the trials and tribulations and things of that nature that I've uh, faced in my life. Um, you know, like I said, from love to just overcoming uh, different obstacles and just everything. Um, and, you know, that that was a hard transition uh, it's, uh, for me to become an author because, I, like I said, like, while I have different names and things that I go by, I think that, you know, each person has a different description or a different idea of who they may see me as. So I feel like one person may say, oh, he's like this. One person may say, I'm like this. So, you know, you just never know who you may get at the time, and you could blame it on me being a Gemini. <laughs> you know, a bit Gemini at that, but 
you just never really know who you're going to get with me. And um, I think that's what brings um, greatness and what brings the pursuit of wanting me is just the fact that you can never get tired of me because you may never know <laughs> who I am. You know, I'm a very private person, but we won't deep. <laughs> we won't dive into that. But um, so, yeah, this is Pain Makes Me in the podcast and pretty much my goal is just to embrace and to just share certain things that I've gone through um, or the who, who I may be interviewing at the time may share certain things. So I want to share as far as um, a pain or something that I feel like I we all need to do or is 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 self love um I feel like while we all love ourselves and you know do the things that we do for ourselves, whether it's you know meditate or shop or smoke or drink you know things that help us be us um we have to always remember that. You know, when you do certain things, it it causes certain things to come about. So if we get into relationships and we stop doing the things that we did to make ourselves happy, we are no longer making ourselves happy, but we are combining the two people, me and the person, and losing ourselves within that person. So when it ends, you're kind of feeling kind of lost or bothered or not really understanding what it is. But what you realize is that you have grown this attachment to somebody, you know, that you love and cherish and never want to lose. But then you also have lost yourself in the process. So then you have to rebuild yourself back up and you may be a whole nother person now and trying to find a new identity and things of that nature. So I feel like, Self-love is the best love, and I'm not telling you not to be in a relationship. I'm not telling you to not grow attachment to somebody, but what I'm telling you is to not stop doing the things that make you happy. Do not stop loving yourself. Do not stop, you know, getting your hair done every couple of days or getting your nails done. Don't let nobody, because they don't pay for you to get stuff done, don't, you know, uh, wait for somebody to do the things that you necessarily would do for yourself. Whether it's somebody there or not, just continue to keep being who you are. And either they will grow and show you that they can, you know, live with these circumstances, not even circumstances, but just live within this, you know, environment. Or they have to, you know, be let go. Because why would you want to keep somebody in a space where they're not able to, you know, withstand certain things that you're willing willing to bring to the table and I feel like also bringing things to the table is needed in every relationship bring something to the table you got to bring something got to bring something it, it, it could be something small it could be it could be anything motivation it could be you got to just find something to bring to the table you cannot come to the table and just bring your looks and think well, I mean, I look good, so that's what's just going. And looks only last for so long. You know, that makeup only going to cover up for so long. That weave only going to last in for so long. That lace front only going to hang on for so long. Them 
and it's just like you gotta have more, bro. You gotta bring something for real. And even as even as men, bro, like we 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 always say we want you and want this girl, but then we not consistent in the end. We stop buying flowers. We stop sending texts. We stop telling them how good they look. We stop going on dates with these women. We stop doing the things that they love when they had us. When they when when they saw, oh yeah, this man really want me type thing. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like bring something to the table. Bring whether it's a man or this woman, bring something to the table. And I feel like communication is something that needs to be brought all together every day. Every day of the week, bring something to the table. Because if one person brings everything to the table and it's 90-10, that relationship going to end. It's going to end every time. It's going to end. Bring something to the table. Be the fruit, you know? Bring something to the table for real. But So that's one of the things I feel like was a pain is just that. You know, self-love, you know, you can love yourself as much as you like, but if you ain't doing the things that make yourself happy, are you really loving yourself? Or are you just telling yourself that you you are? Don't forget about who you are. Don't forget about the things that make you happy. Don't. Don't. Whether you're single, whether you're not, whether you're in an entanglement, whether you're friends with benefits, just don't forget about yourself, regardless of how happy you may be at the time. Do not let go of you. Because we, I find myself letting myself go in a lot of certain, I'm not sure if y'all do, but I find myself letting myself go sometimes. I may get comfortable and be like, oh, you know, this is where I want to be right now. And not necessarily lose myself, but just lose, become too loose. You know, not having my guard up, not really expecting certain things, just being too comfortable. And being too comfortable sometimes can hinder you from growing. Okay, so my second one would be, uh, what was my second? It's just removing the idea of overthinking. Um, so I find myself constantly overthinking. I overthink everything. Everything. You know, before I go on a date, I'm overthinking, like, uh, what if I got something in my teeth when I get there? What's she going to say? What if my hairline ain't as straight as it need to be? What if my beard ain't, you know, on 10? What if my, you know, my fit ain't hitting on nothing for real? What if I trip when I walk in? You know, like, just worried about so many negative things that don't even happen half the time. You know, like, I watch myself have so many negative thoughts that I didn't do certain things in my life because I was so worried about something bad happening to me. You know, and your thoughts are what is going to kill you in the end. Your thoughts control i would say maybe 80 percent of what you're gonna do at the end of the day like you're you're you can overcome fear but if you don't have the right thoughts and you're not thinking the right things you will not be able to live this life that you want to live you know i want to be a i want to be a multi-millionaire i want a lot of houses i want a lot of things but a lot of things that i want are going to take a risk are going to take me overcoming fear are going to are gonna take me to continue to believe in things that I cannot see, and which is faith, you know. And I, I have to build my relationship with God more, you know. Like self love is great, but love with God and having 
God in my life is something that I need to work on. Not just when things are bad, but when things are good. I have to remind God that I see that Him, I see Him, and I see the things that He have He has blessed me with. Things, I and the thing about God is like, I might sit here and question God today and be like, man, bro, I gotta pay this bill tomorrow, and I don't know how I'm gonna pay it. And you can find a way to pay this bill. You can work as hard as you want. You can Uber, DoorDash. You can use apps that give you money. You could ask somebody from your family to get money. Or, you know, God might slide some money in your account from an order because you got a business that you just started. You know, or a refund might happen to your account. Or somebody might owe you some money and they just happen to send you the money at that time. Like, you just never know how God may show up in your life. And I feel like if you just be more positive about life, which I am learning to be more positive about life, then you will see positive results. And that's just something that I feel like we all need to do and all need to bring is just be more positive. You know, overcome that fear. Overcome the what if, because the what if is what is going to kill you. You know, that anxiety, you know. Um, if you're having trouble with anxiety, I would say try this. <clears throat> try taking ashwagandha. Um so I think I had made a post on Instagram a while ago, sometime last year, and I started taking ashwagandha for a while. Um, I stopped taking it recently, and but I may have I may start back like very soon, um, just because I feel like my emotions are becoming a little bit more, um, yeah, they've just been real interesting lately since I've stopped taking it again. I just started seeing them come back, and I don't really necessarily enjoy <laughs> enjoy being emotional at times, to be honest, but. And that was one of the reasons why I stopped taking ashwagandha was the fact that I find myself um, on a I don't give a fuck type of vibe. Um, just about a lot of stuff. Like, I find myself caring about things that I didn't, wanting to care about things that I didn't care about. Crying about things that I wasn't even sad about. Wanting to be upset about things that I should have been upset about that I wasn't upset about. So, you know, it's, Ashwagandha definitely, you know, opened my eyes, though. It had a lot of very positive, positive effects on me. But that was just the one thing where I noticed where I was like, mm, I can see myself not really caring about a lot of things. And while, you know, that may have resulted in a lot of things that I have done, it also helped me get over a lot of things that would have been a lot harder for me to overcome. So, yeah, it, it definitely played a part. Um... And so I think if you're looking for, you know, uh, something to help you, um, ashwagandha helped me a lot with my anxiety, with my emotions. Um, also, I would say journaling. I've been journaling maybe mm, two, three months now. Not as consistent as I would like to have, as I would like to be. But I have seen results. I like the idea of, uh, or writing in my notes, I like the idea of um, being free. You know, the only thing that bothers me is the fact that I don't want nobody to ever see my journal. <laughs> Maybe read the things that I say that day or something like that. So that's always the part that kind of, like, bothers me. But that goes back to, like, the what if type of thing. Um, so, yeah, ashwagandha, journaling. Also, I've, uh, I meditate very often, very often. I was doing it daily for a while. Um, so, really, I go on YouTube, type in a 10-minute guided meditation. And I just meditate. Uh, I don't even necessarily find the one that really results in how I'm feeling at that moment. 
Uh, could be a morning one that I do at night. Could be a morning one that I do in the afternoon. Could be a morning one that I do, you know, whenever. Um, and it just helps me. Or just the idea of breathing and closing my eyes. And people always be like, oh, I don't know about if meditation is for me. But you can't do something for five days and think, oh, well, you're going to see results. That's like working out. You can't work, work out for five days and be like, man, I'm still fat. Well, of course you're still fat. It's only been five days. Like, I, I believe the saying is do something for what? Like, is it 21 days or something along the line of four weeks? Then you start start becoming a, a habit. So give it some time. Um, meditating definitely, I think, for like it saved my life, to be honest. Um, and while I still, you know, meditating is... It's great, like the breathing and, you know, you see your thoughts, you know, just, just over your head, basically, in a sense, and it just it just cleared my mind so much, and I just felt so free after I'm done a lot of the time, and great, great way to use, and then um, financial uh, take I would, I would have for you would just be uh, budgeting. I know that budgeting is definitely a way to, you know, solve all your problems. You got to see how you live your life. I know a lot of us live above our means or right at our means, or maybe we all have credit cards and things like that. So, um, yeah, budget, budget, put out your bills. How How many bills you got, rent, things that, or if you own, mortgage. Lay all that out, write how much you need to save, put some, you know, invest some in or save some, and just just go from there. Honestly, uh, I feel like you you really can't make any mistakes. I feel like if you want something, you're going to find a way to keep it going. So you want to have an apartment, you're going to find a way to pay your rent every month. You want a nice car, you'll find a way to keep paying your car note every month. So it's just about what you want at the end of the day. So this is the first episode of Pain Makes Millions, the podcast. Um, stay tuned for episode two. Uh, I hope y'all enjoy. You know, leave comments, share, subscribe, and we we will. I will be back. <laughs> I say we. I will be back with with more. Thank you.